You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. We're happy to have you. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Guys, if my mic sounds bad, it's because I'm wearing these little headphones. So. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. If it sounds bad, that's because it is bad. Get over it. Uh, I feel like we haven't had a technical, a real technical problem like for a while, so it was, it was, you know, bound to creep on oh, up again. This episode will record with an echo. We'll, we'll lose <laughs> half of it. You've, you've, you've cursed us. I, I feel like we had so many issues in in the beginning that like we got it all out of our system for a long time. You know, every episode was a struggle. We paid our dues <laughs> to those gremlins. <laughs> and so, hey, I went to a uh, I went to a show. Uh, yeah, locally um, this past weekend over in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Went to the Classic Plastics Toy Expo. Yes. Okay. Got it right. The Parkersburg Art Center. Yep, yep. Uh, second year I've went in a row. Um, this year my wife went with me, and uh, because she wanted, uh, there was a uh, a booth that had a henna artist. She that she had uh, had that girl do some henna on her before a couple times, and she decided, oh, that sounds like fun. So she went with me, and there were a lot of people there. But it was a good time. We went on Saturday. Uh, that was the only day we could go. It was a two-day two day event. And um, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of, a lot of good vintage. Um, a lot of the usual, you know, like we said, a lot of the usual modern pops and, and black series and, and that type of stuff. Um, but there was, a, there was a good mix and, and quite a bit of vintage there. Um, the, the main booth I wanted to go visit was the, the stand solo booth. Um, I think we've talked about them before, but they do. It's a small company that they have a couple different Etsy shops. Um, the designer is in England. I do believe Chris Smith is his name, but it just so happens that a local guy, uh, by the name of John Kelly, is from Parkersburg and he is basic he basically handles the U, the US based sales I think um for that company. So he had a booth last year um which really surprised me and this year I made sure I checked ahead of time to make sure he was going to be there so uh I didn't get caught off guard again and and overwhelmed and too, you know because there's just too many things to uh too many choices to make if you want to buy something sometimes so um but so this guy is like accessories and and 
and custom figures. So custom figures. Yeah. So they are not, you know, they're not, a, they don't hold like a, a license uh, agreement from, from Lucasfilm, but they do figures that are very vintage Kenner inspired. They look very close to original Kenner f- figures in their design and even the the plastics they use they are not um they are factory made um and it shows so they're good quality um they are made in in, in a factory over in china and, and imported in um from his designs but um they they sell loose they sell carded um and it, it's it's some of the best stuff out there that he's been featured on tons and tons of of uh, YouTube toy g- guru pages, you know, retro blasting and toy polloi and things like that. You know, analog toys they have a big following. So, anyway, how, how do you get that seal of approval as seen on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> I would crave that. They they don't for give that YouTube channels to just anybody. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, but he is known. Is, he is, is known. It is known. Is they are. They are known. Um. Yeah, I bought some stuff. Bought a couple figures. Uh, that that were never made. Um, in that original Kenner line. So, what they called the the Hut Slayer Leia, and I got the Ula. Um, the t- you know to go in a nice little Jabba display and. They got some accessories, some, you know, I don't really care about repro stuff. I know that's a big thing with some collectors. It has to be all original and has to, you know, everything has to match the way it did in 1983. And I don't care about that so much. It's, I'm not here to, I'm not reselling it. So, you know, if I can pay $3 for a little, a little accessory rather than, you know, paying 15 or more, um, on eBay or, or, you know, from some other seller, I don't care if it looks cool. It's that's all I'm, you know, in it for. But, um, so I, I brought home a little haul and, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good show. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people there, um, got my, my wife bought a couple art prints from somebody, um, that she, you know, thought, Hey, that looks cool. And, uh, Bought some, uh, got Carly a couple different things. And, uh, so yeah, we, we came home with a little haul. It was a good show. I think everybody was pretty happy with it. So nice to see local things happening, uh, every now and again. So, and they just announced they're going to start doing that twice a year. So if you miss this one and you're local to Parkersburg, September 2nd and 3rd, they're going to be doing it again this year. So you don't have to miss the fun. Crazy. That was a free plug, by the way. No, that was not, yeah. we are not compensated in any way. Mm-mm. We, we not even free admission. There's I mean, cheapskates. <laughs> yeah. You know, some, some places will send us free, uh, free weekend passes. <laughs> they need to step up their game. Swag game. <laughs> I don't know if you convinced them to become a sponsor with, with that turn towards the end. I, I, yeah. Against, the, against them. When you I took a passive really... aggressive path when I should have been a little more. Oh, uh, well. 
All right, so speaking of all these Star Wars goodness, we had a cool show return. The Mandalorian is back from season three, and we are on top of it. <laughs> I assume we are all on top yes, of it. Yes, sure. <laughs> on top of it, you mean watched it. Yes. And all of our gushing and love for Andor, all of our head-scratching and... <laughs> Meh, it's about Boba Fett. I don't know where where does uh, where does the old Mando fall? When this show premiered, I mean, what was cooler than Mandalorian? Yeah. Now it just see, it seems doesn't it seem a little bit like oh Mando's back? I guess I'll watch that. Like, <laughs> how spoiled are we? I was I was still pretty excited about it. I have to admit, I was I was ready uh, when it premiered that Wednesday. I, I was I was ready to get off work and just to come home and, and sit down and and be able to you know watch something i'm actually anticipating uh and i thought it was pretty good that first episode i I saw some mixed reviews but it just felt like a you know a mandalorian episode to me everything looked cool like it should and and it was just more adventure i'm still a sucker baby yo still does it for me does something cute i was like oh look at that little guy like i'm still yeah I'm still falling for it. The, the gimmick has not worn off on me. No, I, I do feel like they've, um, you know, they absolutely are paying attention to, to what people like and throwing more of that in into the show, which, you know, that's fine. I, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, we got some. Oh, you want to, like, get, just go through the episode a little bit? Yeah, like, go ahead. So chapter 17 was called The Apostate. That is a person who renounces a religious or political belief. So that's that's so din himself. We got, we got a few apostates. <laughs> who, we, who are we talking about? Okay. <clears throat> so because, it, yeah, I mean, we, you, not only is uh, Mando and Bo-Katan, but Baby Yoda's really renounced. True, he turned his yeah. back on the way of the Jedi. That's right. All right, so I think it started with this helmet ceremony. We you didn't. I thought maybe it was a flashback. I think every, young. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody thought it was a flash flashback there for the first uh, couple minutes. Yeah, so we're we're seeing how they bestow a helmet onto a, a youngling in this kind of baptism type. Uh, ceremony, and then you got to stop and fight a big alligator monster, <laughs> as yeah. you do. Yeah. Old so, TikTok uh, croc popped up there and tried to eat them all. <laughs> I forget that they said that kid was related to somebody. There, there is speculation remember. that the kid is real is um uh. trying to think of the name Paz Vizsla's son I think that's his oh name. no I meant the, the big guy I meant he's are you talking about the actor uh, yeah oh he's a it's a Nepo baby situation ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Nepo baby situation <laughs> so but, it seemed like it took him a long time to defeat that thing for these great warriors with 
great technology and weapons and, and jetpacks and stuff. That but thing was tough. Fun little action scene. You can't just run, be in the armor and run at it with a hammer and expect to, to beat a big old crocodile like that. So it re- that was stupid when they shot the, the tied their ropes to it or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, this is the stupidest idea. And of course, what happened happened. I'm like, I don't know why they thought yeah. that was a good idea. Yeah, they seem to be. It, it, I don't know. Uh, Anytime one of them is in a fight, that's kind of the that's one of the go to uh, moves. That kid is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. Ah, uh. cousin Sal's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, Jonathan Kimmel is his father. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty nepo. Nepo nephew. That's a, that's pretty pretty <laughs> uh, So we reinforce the idea that one who has taken off his helmet or in some way turned his back on the faith can be redeemed in the minds of Mandalore and end the decree of exile. So to to this display of faith can get you back in the good graces of the this religious extreme side of the culture so that's what he's gonna do he hops in his wheels and takes off through hyperspace and we see some what are those things and those phantom fish out Uh, of hyperspace the space whales is that a reference i'm assuming to something they they are um purgle i think is the correct name but they are space whales. They travel through hyperspace. Does Stan Solo make any of those? Not yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Okay. It's the, the end of Rebels. Yeah. The, yeah. Ezra and you know, Thrawn. Spoilers for Rebels. If you weren't going to watch Rebels, you, you, you know, you're never going to watch it if you haven't watched it by now. But at the end of the Rebels story... Uh, when it was kind of the thro- whole thing with Thrawn, it didn't the, the whales like what they do to him? What was the deal? Yeah, it, well, yeah, Ezra and Thrawn were on were on a ship, and Ezra has some sort of connection with animals in general. But yeah, he had base. I, I think if memory serves, he he kind of calls the the space whales, and then they yeah. take off through hyperspace, ship and all. Yeah, so that so that's what we're building to. This was like a little sprinkling of that to see them in live action, and then whenever we, I'm assuming we probably won't see them again until the Ahsoka series, right? When she yeah. goes into that storyline. So it's all connected, right? That's what we like. Um, so he goes to Navarro, <laughs> which this is the planet where uh, Keith, what's his name, Keith. Grief Karga. <laughs> Grief, not Keith, that's right. Oh, it's uh, Chubb's Fett. Yeah. Right. Chubb's Fett is running a respectable town here. <laughs> yes. There's a there's a statue to IG eleven in the town square, the, the droid who saved them. We've got nice little shops and schools and you know it's it's not a hive of scum and villainy anymore. So uh so Mando went he wanted to recruit 
IG-11, right? He needed a yes. droid he could trust to get back to well, Mandalorian. Well, yeah, he, he's very so adamant about that. But mm. I was like, I mean, well, we know we started out, he just didn't like droids at all. And now yeah. this, he found one he liked. So by all, I mean, I mean, that, I don't care if it's dead. We're bringing back to life. It's the only <laughs> droid I like. Yeah. Now the actor, and I, I did not know this until the other day. The actor that did the voice for IG-11 has passed away since. So there's a lot of speculation of, about... I thought it know, was Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi died? Oh, maybe I'm completely... I've read an article <laughs> online that was talking about the the guy that did the voice had, had passed away for IG-11, so I don't know. It was Taika that did the... Uh, I was thinking it was Taika Waititi. Okay. Never mind. Maybe it was like maybe it was an IG eighty eight from the original series. Maybe. Um, well, I'll have to go back and look. All right. So these pirates show up, and they want to have a drink at a school. I guess. <laughs> the the school you want to have a drink where they always drink. Yeah. Get yeah, like, let me in this school. Yeah. This there's there's little milks. There's gotta be the little 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 cups of milk or little uh, cardboard <laughs> things of milk. <laughs> So they they show him who's boss and run him off or kill him except for one and tell him go yeah. go tell everybody it's respectable now. I feel like they if he wouldn't have been there, they were gonna. <laughs> it just seemed like yeah, you, it, you're showing how civilized this place is now, and Chubb's Fed has everything in hand. <laughs> He's he, got those except... little droids at the bottom of his robes. And... <laughs> oh yeah, holding his robes. Yeah, I'm. And I'm like, this is all great, except the first pushback you get here, if if the Mandalorian wasn't there, you were done. Yeah, you're all <laughs> I, I feel like if, you know, yeah. it wasn't going to go so great. They were going to drink all those kids' drinks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we got a reference to Cara Dune and where she is and why we'll never see her again. She was recruited by the Special Forces. So she's off on our home planet. <laughs> yes. She's Pooch. fine. It's all fine. Let's we wouldn't not even be watching. Again. We wouldn't even have Mando season three because we'd be watching that probably right now. <laughs> right. Right. Poochie went back to his home planet. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll I say, say they, they, they get the, the remains of IG from the statue and want to reboot him. That's a bad idea because he goes back to original Terminator mode. And his prime directive was capturing the the child right mm. from that first episode. So that was a good scene. That was a good scary scene. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So who can fix a droid when it's gone crazy? Those little Babu freak, Babu fricks. Yeah. I don't know, that's it's that's lit, a, wow. They're just Babu that's fricks. A, well, that's, that's a a specific one. I don't know what species they are. But. <laughs> Yeah, what are they, Cliff? Oh, it starts with an A. Um, I don't remember. I know it starts with an okay, A. Okay, well, whatever. They're Bobby Fricks now. Yeah. They're the best <laughs> droid smiths They're Bobby in the galaxy. Freakies. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, and we don't know. We don't know if that if one of those was Bobby Frick. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. been. And I, the best part. Well, first off, it's a little bit on the nose that that's everyone. It's like. I don't know. It's a 
it's a it's like that's a real D D problem too. If you if you're like, okay, uh you're an elf, you use a bow and arrow. If you're one of Babu Freakies, you work on things. You're a droid really smith, yeah. Yeah. And I like that uh <laughs> the uh the best part was the conversation. You can tell exactly yeah. what they're saying and he's having to translate. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny to me. It's, like, it's clear as heck what he said, but he does not understand at yeah. all. I love that whole scene of them, you know, the the scale of them having to like hunch down. I like I like Grogu trying to give him a hug. Like that all worked for me really well. Yeah, that was good. Um, we learn he needs a memory circuit, and those are hard to come by. So he gets back into his ship to go figure that out. And gets into a pirate chase, dogfight with all these space pirates. Yeah, attack right. the clones vibes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that green pizza the hut guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Moss Man or Swamp Thing. Yeah, or there, there actually, um, there, there has been Salad Man, Salad Man, <laughs> Salad the Hut. Uh, <laughs> there's some speculation that those might, or at least the green guy might be the, the villain from the skeleton crew series. that's upcoming. Um, just because they, you know, obviously spent a lot of money making them on design and, and costuming and, and for just to be on screen for, you know, five minutes in, in one episode. Oh, well, a hundred percent. He, has made this choice to leave his, his this, this is the way which we man that saying has really took mm. oh, i love that the meaning how uh, in the first season we're like yeah this is the way and now we're like no you stubborn a-hole there's more <laughs> than one way there's other ways yeah and it doesn't have to be that way in your stupid religion and he's made this choice to leave and so when he comes back, I, I'm assuming these gangsters have taken over that planet. You know, there's no, he's, he's abandoned them. Yeah. You know, yeah, he kicked them out, but he's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. He's got to go do his thing and left them to their, you know, they're going to take over. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm wondering, you know, that we all love that. Oh, this is the way. Yeah. That's hardcore. He's a cool dude, but it's like, at what point do we stop rooting for him to do this quest? Like what do we even want him to succeed and become one of these very strict rule following, you know, religious right. zealots right. again? Like, yeah, I think, I think it's all pretty obvious that he's just stupid. Now. He's like, he's made the <laughs> wrong decision. He's making the wrong decision. Like there, everybody else is literally everybody is like trying to tell him this isn't, you know, stubborn mm. this is not you know this isn't it that ain't it so he gets away from the pirates and heads to Calavala Castle does that, have, does that sound right sure okay where we Bo-Katan's just <laughs> hanging out sitting in a throne yeah in the off returns. Yeah, it's a yeah. video game if you, don't, you come back there and she's still sitting there <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a lot going on apparently. No. But she says she has nothing left. There's not you know, her we get a little hint of what happened to the rest of her crew. 
And I think that's it for the first episode there. So episode two, chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore. We, uh, we get back to Amy Mines. Sedaris. We get the... Yeah. We get back to... Uh, I see planet. Pepitas. Is that mm-hmm. Tatooine? Yeah. I see mm-hmm. Pepit droids. <laughs> <laughs> well, along with those pit droids, there happens to be an R5-D4 astromech hanging out. She says it's built for adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for that motivator. <laughs> uh, this is the original droid. Uh, if you didn't catch that reference, the one Owen tried to buy before getting R2D2 that set the whole thing in motion. And I saw a thing somewhere said that it, both the old canon and the current Disney canon established that he purposefully blew himself up. To help R2-D2 get the Death Star plans to Obi-Wan. That would have been great if he did it again right now. That would have been awesome. <laughs> is, that, is that canon that we knew? Uh, I, I, that... I don't... I've heard that before I've in a story. It, yeah, yeah. A million times. But... Yeah. And then it said, as explained in the From a Certain Point of View book, that is the, the short stories about side mm-hmm. characters that we had just talked yeah. about the other day. Uh, that is canon. There's a story in there apparently about R5 being so touched by R2's I commitment. I read that. Did you read that one? Yeah. That that R that R5 escaped the Jawas and went off in search of a way to help the Rebel Alliance. So that's what Amy Zayers is talking about when she says, you know, she says something about him helping the helping the rebels or something. Yeah. So she she wasn't just blowing smoke. R5 is a. <laughs> He's a key cog in the in the rebellion, apparently. <laughs> Which is a little strange because the way they, you know, he's kind of a scaredy cat in the episode, but a little bit, but yeah. It's it's nice to you know, it's always nice to see those little bit characters come back every now and again. What motivation? What motivation for those of us who are old and broken down that we can still contribute yeah. to the greater good? All right, so she doesn't have a memory circuit. That's that's a crazy ask, I guess, for t- Tatooine. Um, so she she R five gets fitted up into his new jalopy, and they head to Mandalore. And he sends them out to, to test the atmosphere, and he he blips off the screen. He disappears. So he's he's gotta go he's gotta go get him himself. Uh, Very Star Trekky planet here. Like mm-hmm. get you know, mm-hmm. get off. There's some rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, this planet has been destroyed. The purge it was called, right? Mandalore has been destroyed yes, by the Empire. By the Empire for reasons that I'm sure you can find elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the Clone Wars. <laughs> Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and Rebels. So yeah. Okay. Ma- Mandalore um was already, you know, they had much, you know, they like Death Watch, they had groups that had been banished um that were constantly civil war and infighting between the Mandalorians, different clans and houses. And some of them had been banished to 
the, the moons and to, you know, basically they lost and, and couldn't live on the main planet anymore. And then because they were all, you know, as a people, very separated, um, when it came time to, you know, fight against the empire, they were weak and, and the empire realized that and basically just, you know, destroyed the, the whole planet, the main planet, but left the moons alone. And, and, you know, like they say, in, in Clone Wars, Mandalore was, the cities were giant domes, basically. Um, and they just came in and, you know, were easy targets. And then I, there were survivors left across the galaxy. Some of them, you know, like Death Watch, um, left on certain moons to, you know, survive. But, yeah, they were just an easy so, target and they blew them up. So to Din's thinking, no one can survive on this planet. It's poisoned. He, he's not expecting to find anyone there. Right? right. That's what. Yeah. That's what was always you know told was it was you couldn't breathe the air. It was poison. It was toxic. There was nothing. You know the the it had been turned to glass on the surface. So that that was the narrative that everybody went with. Well, surprise! There's. These cave critters running around. <laughs> More and he has to, he Man, has to Mandalore Yetis. <laughs> yeah. He has to bring out the old dark saber that he's still not that good with and take care of him that way. He's a brute force guy. He's a... Yeah, yeah. I think he did. He wrapped him up with a grappler again, didn't yep. he? That's the go to move. He's got the the one move. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's he's makes his way to the civic center where Bo Katan told him to go. That's where where he'll find these mystic waters. Uh, and there's this there's debris, and he wipes off a helmet, an old Mandalor helmet. Boom! He's caught by a creepy crab-looking droid by the spider leg things, <laughs> and he's he's all he's all captured. That and I was thinking that would have been a cool playset. As a kid, like have the spidery thing with a yep. net that would capture, you know, jump out. That would be awesome. Mad scientist spiders, brother. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of Mandalore. So he tells Grogu, get to Bo Katan. And we get a high speed Grogu getaway. He has to motor his <laughs> way out of that cave. There's bats with wings or dra- dragon monsters with wings. And he, he gets to the he gets to the ship. And R5 gets him away, gets him back to Bo-Katan. He learned, we've brought up several times how navigating the galaxy is an important thing for Mandalorian. He's apparently taken that lesson to heart because he knows how to navigate and get back to to that planet. Well, also, he had an astromech droid in the back. Right, right. He just pointed, (laughs) though. He told him where to go. So she didn't want to see him again and realize, oh, no, he's, oh, I got to help the baby. Yeah, yeah. So she tells him, I knew quite a few Jedi. I was like, ah, I'm sure everybody was, well, ah, no, that's the thing I know. She's, she's interacted with these characters. Old, so, old uh, Obi-Wan was, uh, was down with her sister there for a while. <laughs> till she died. 
Satine. Yes. What her name? Yep. That was her name. So Bo-Katan to the rescue. I saw somebody say she did. She did a speed run. It took. It took Din. <laughs> he he, yeah. he he did the first life and and sucked at it, but Bo-Katan just ran right through and whooped everybody. Yeah. And it was much yeah, better. She, like, you... all a totally different fighter. Like she's all finesse and yeah. Uh, yeah. Much better use of the dark saber. Right. Right. Yeah. She she was pretty badass in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. She came. I I wonder if he didn't have that dark saber if she got out of off her throne. <laughs> I saw people debating that whether she had earned, you know, he, he was defeated in combat or whatever the rules are, or if it could be rightfully hers now. But he, he didn't offer it, so, uh, so they got him free. The thing was put a tube in him was gonna suck his blood out or something. They didn't yeah. really explain oh, yeah. what was going on. Doing some gross stuff. <laughs> this thing is crazy. <laughs> Who knows what that was gonna do? So they got away from that. Had some soup. Had a little chat and made it to the living waters beneath Mandalore for their baptismal ceremony. She reads off the plaque that was there for all the tourists. <laughs> Here you go. The living waters. Hold on. I want you to get the full tour. These mines date back to the age of the first Mandalore. According to ancient folklore, the mines were once a mythosaur lair. Mandalore the Great is said to have tamed the mythical beast. It is from these legends that the Skull Signet was adopted and became the symbol of our planet. This is it. And he walks into the water. With his armor on. With his armor on. With his armor on. But she she was a little surprised. Thanks right to the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> but she was a little surprised by his, you know, seeing it a little bit through his eyes of what he believed. She hadn't seen that for a long time, if if ever, you know, in, her, in at least in her lifetime. Because she had done it, but it wasn't it wasn't a religious feeling to her. It was just like obligation, family right. stuff, right? She grew up that way, and she's I don't know, just a little dis. Uh illusioned with the religion well yeah but not only that like you know the planet the the mandalorian people they you know they took their helmets off they were they weren't so they didn't have that dedication to that ancient religion the way death watch did and and the way din was raised on that moon you know to believe all all of this that all Mandalorians believe this and all Mandalorians did this and, and we're so deeply into that religion. And she just, you know, she grew up in a different place that it just wasn't that way. It was not the way. <laughs> if there were, there was some way to describe what way it was. <laughs> so he takes a couple steps into the water and it, it's a, it's a feeling of like, hell, here, here he goes. He's going to be redeemed. And then plunk. So does he sink? Does he fall? Is he pulled? I couldn't quite make out. He sunk. 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 Just the, that best car is My pretty dense. My interpretation. He, he got in there and sunk to the bottom and then the 
pressure got to him. And I said, that, that last step was a doozy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, dummy. So once again, he's in trouble. Bo-Katan's got to save him. She dives in. And we see a big monster. That's a mythosaur. Is that a mythosaur? Oh, by the end of this season, he'll be riding it. Oh, <laughs> man. He'll make Boba Fett riding that Rancor look silly. That's what. That's the whole setup. We saw that, and then we're going to eventually see him on this freaking mythosaur. It'll be a uh, kaiju battle. <laughs> For the ages. <laughs> Thing's gonna eat that that plant pirate. <laughs> so. so there we go. That's the that's the kickoff season three, first two episodes. I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I don't know where we're going from here, but I'm I'm excited to see. Hey, well, what the best part is, uh, we that's it. That's the best part is what yeah. we thought could have been the whole freaking season. Episode him two, trying to get. Trying to get there and they go to the, you know, the water. He's already yeah, this, done it. Okay, this epic great. quest, yeah, that, yeah, that, that didn't need to be, yeah. Yep. So now who knows what with it? Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah, there were some reports. I don't know. Did you guys see the reports about John Favreau, um, you know, fighting in season two? before season two with uh, Kathleen Kennedy. No, there was, there, there was a news story out there that apparently he was, he was ready to walk. Um, and you know, he felt they were, or at least she was interfering. I don't have anything against Kathleen Kennedy personally, but you know, there, there's gotta be a reason why there's so much (laughs) bad press about her. Um, but yeah, he 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 was ready to 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 leave the show and take off and said if you know the only I guess the only reason or the only way they could keep him around is if they let him do season three the way he wanted to do it and, and stop interfering on the on the 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 plot and and how he was writing the episode. So I don't know. And wait for the tell-all. Oh, I know. Eventually, eventually, there'll be a book about it. The book of something. Yeah. So so far, so good. We'll see. It's pretty light. We had a good, uh, to end our Star Wars stuff here. Uh, pretty good episode of Bad Batch this week if you haven't watched it. I didn't get to watch it okay. yet, so shut it down. It, it's a good one. Shut you'll, it down. You'll like it. I heard. I'm sure. So. Well, well if you want. only been one. Episode three was the only one I'd really liked so far. The rest of them were like mediocre. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They were totally fine, but that one with Captain Cody, you know, was Commander Cody was yeah. good, and then uh, Crosshair, and I was like, get back to that story. So yeah, you'll you'll were... you'll like this week's. Um, yeah. Last thing I have on uh, Disney Plus related is um, <laughs> I, I I would speculate 
in the history of this podcast, I have told, I have told more stories and, and admitted to liking more things than, than I probably ever would have, you know, imagined otherwise. And, and I found myself tonight, uh, after I got off work and, and dinner, uh, looking through Disney plus and, and got a little too excited that this week, a uh, new release, endless summer vacation special Miley Cyrus guys. It was pretty, pretty damn good. I, I, I will admit, um, I am somewhat of a Miley fan and I never thought I would say that, but, I think in today's oh, does, this, does this come from your daughter? Like, is it no. her fandom? Oh, it's just you. Just no, me. it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> she could have cared less. <laughs> but you know, as, as far as, you know, like pop stars of, of, of today or the last, you know, 15 years or whatever it's been like, I think she's pretty, she's pretty high on the list. Like music wise. I, 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 like her stuff way more than I should. So she had this, this new album come out and, and Disney plus they have a new special where it's, I don't know if it's her home in California. I don't know if they rented a place. I I have no idea. I've, I've no background information, but it's just her and a, and a band and, and what kind of fan are you singing her songs off this new album? And I enjoyed it way too much. <laughs> That's quite all right. No judgment here. <laughs> Speaking of uh, pop stars and singing, you know, The Masked Singer is this huge cultural hit, right? Anybody watch that? Nope. My parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently this week they had DC Heroes Night. Oh, I did see something. I think everybody I costumes and all kind of stuff and i guess jim lee was a special guest huh. so what i don't know what kind of corporate synergy this was but jim lee came out with a drawing that he did of batman that had some kind of clue in it that was trying to help give a clue to the the the, the unmasking really? or i don't know how the judges was, but, yeah 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 but yeah so I, I saw a minute of it like Jenny McCarthy was in a harley quinn outfit and somebody was dressed like robin and somebody was the riddler so I'm sure Warner Brothers has some <laughs> great corporate idea to, to make this all work. That's really strange because that show's on Fox. Yeah, I'm not Fox sure how. Fox is now owned by Disney. Oh, true, true. But yeah, I don't know who produces the show or yeah. how any of that works. But yeah, Jim Lee, celebrity, <laughs> celebrity Jim Lee. I'm sure everyone, everyone's Everybody parents watching this show yes. were like, oh. Hey, there's the Jim Lee. Drew Hush. Oh, I like him. <laughs> <clears throat> huh. But the reason I saw it is because I flipped over. I wanted to watch the first few minutes of Farmer Wants a Wife. Did anyone? <laughs> everyone's, I'm sure, up on that, right? Man, I felt bad about my Miley Cyrus stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get Farmer you back wants here. A wife. <laughs> No, I just, I wanted, because the commercials all played Country Roads, Take Me Home. So I'm like, is this set in West Virginia? I wanted to see if they like 
if they're down in Boone County somewhere, like, yeah, I need a wife. <laughs> and it, it is not that. I watched the first five minutes. Just the, I, I, They didn't say where this took place, but it looked like a Hollywood set somewhere. You know, I'm mm. sure it wasn't uh, really a backwoods, uh, yeah. down and dirty farming. But. So, sorry, can't, can't give a good recommendation of Farmer Once a Wife. I've been watching Australian Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a survivor. This is a survivor. Yeah. It's great. Good stuff. It's better than the American one. It's good. Hmm. I'm in Australia right now, according to my computer. <laughs> it's 30 degrees Celsius and mostly sunny. Hmm. So I imagine they don't go to like a remote island. It's just like, you know, a bad part yeah, of Australia. Well, they, uh, I watched, I had watched like the first six seasons and I missed the last one. I, I, I buzzed through season seven. They were in Australia and just the, the outback. And then season eight, they're in Samoa, which is, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I mean, Survivor did, they, American did for a while. But um, yep, they're uh, it's just good. They're great. They uh, have a really good approach to it. They keep the story exciting, and you know, just, I don't know. There's something I don't know. I don't really want to go into it. It's too cut. There's too much to go into. But uh. it's a good survive. If you like Survivor. Uh, Australian Survivor is doing it better than anybody right now. Hmm. How many how many versions are there? There's some everywhere. Every country. Yeah. So like there's Big Brothers everywhere. Big Brother Canada season ten or eleven just started uh, this week. I may watch that. They don't have live feeds though anymore. They're starting this year, and everybody lost their minds. <laughs> So the American Big Brothers that we are still going to have live feeds. It's like you don't have live feed, and a hundred percent the reason they did it. I'm sure they saw what happened to Kyle, and they were like, "Okay, we can have a little more control over that." All these, all these other shows, uh, reality shows, uh, pick and choose what they actually show you and control the narrative. We can do that. Well, you can, but that's not what Big Brother is. The whole point of Big Brother is the yeah. live feed. The genie's out of the bottle now. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Once you once you've had that yeah. access, you can't lose it. Mm. Yeah. So they would. Uh, I hope the American Big Brother doesn't do that. Yeah. Hmm. I went and saw Creed. Creed. Oh, Creed did you? Three. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did, and it was a terrible experience. Really. <laughs> I won't be driving to Athens. As often as I thought I was going to, uh-huh. it looked like it looked horrible. I, I mean, I don't know what was going on. It just looked bad. It was dark and out of focus. And I, I went out there and said something. The lady seemed to know that it didn't look that great. And it, she tried to say it was something about the mo- well. It's, like, it's I think it was the motion capture. How they did that. It's, it's during the action scene where I was like, no, it looks bad when you're sitting in the apartment. That's when I made me get up. I was just like, you know, there was something with text on it and I, you could barely read it. I'm 
something's wrong. And she went and <clears throat> tried to fix it, but it didn't get any better. I was like, yep, I'm not driving an hour for this. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finally going to try to get me a really big TV. <laughs> <laughs> the quest continues. We thought the quest was over really fast, but yeah, there's more to it. There's more adventures to. I had Chet GPT read a review <laughs> of Creed. But, uh, there was a oh, in in the form of a limerick. You guys did the Chet GPT stuff. You done any of that? Mm-mm. You know what it is? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, well, I said, uh, write a review and make it a bad one. So there was a movie called Creed 3, and it was a massive disappointment to me. The plot was bland and unoriginal. The acting was wooden, simply habitual. <laughs> Overall, a complete waste of money, you see. <laughs> Terrible. But I added a moose. I had a moose. Did you know that quote? What's that? You have to add, you have to add a moose to your uh, story. Oh, I didn't know that. The rule I came up with. Oh, okay. I came up with that rule. It sounded a little. Like, it sounded a little Doctor Seuss. I thought you said Doctor Seuss there for a minute. I was gonna be like, yeah, I, I, I will not watch oh, it <laughs> yeah. in this box. I will not watch it with a fox. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to keep much. these robots on their toes. We can't just let them <laughs> yeah. write straight reviews. We've got to throw moose in there. Yeah, well, we went to trivia the other night, and I made up a story about uh, – uh, I, I had it make up a story about Jordan screwing up the trivia yeah. question. That's what yeah. you, you were saying. I was like, Cliff has no idea what this is about. Yeah, yeah I thought about actually going to trivia the other night, and I was like, nope. What I happened? gotta sit. I gotta stay home. I gotta sit down. I gotta edit this Riverdale podcast episode while you guys are out having fun and probably winning free food. Uh, I'm gonna sit here and and in my living room and just do it. Jordan, were there any questions we missed that were up his alley? Oh, there were questions we missed, but I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that anyone would have been a help to that. Uh, we still, we still crawled her way into second place so. mm. that's still money on food on the table yeah get us back there marietta trivia hustle anyway i didn't think uh, the movie was that great anyway and i'm a i like i like the first creed and and i like sports type movies and i thought this is gonna be great jonathan majors yeah. in it real excited and it it fast forwarded through the plot to it was i mean the guy this isn't any kind of spoiler you need to worry about but the guy's like uh you see in the trailer his friend went to jail or whatever gets out and now he wants to box Mm -hmm. it's like he never did anything he was never really a boxer since like high school or whatever and now all of a sudden, he's fighting for the heavyweight championship. What? He's missing. It's just T. like it just didn't make any sense. It was they could have took their time and made this story slightly believable, but nope, none of that <laughs> really annoyed me and didn't help that it looked terrible. Hmm. There were some interesting things. He kind of tried it. Michael B. Jordan's a big anime fan, 
Mm-hmm. So there was some anime notes to it, you know, and kind of neat. A couple interesting what things he did, but I thought the final fight was very anticlimactic. Did not wasn't special at all to me. Like, uh, but I I am not the consensus view. Many people loved it, mm. but I don't know why. They thought Creed was fighting Kang. Yeah. I mean, these guys looked freaking incredible. They're both like in the wildest shape of their lives. It's insane, you know, how in shape they are. And like, even though they're trying to convince you that Michael B. Jordan's old and washed up. Yeah, he's, o- like, he's over the hill, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, he looks looks pretty bad. I believe he's trying to do this. Oh, well. Can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really have much else. I, I was just saying uh, I'm still highly enjoying The Big Brunch on HBO. I talked about it a few episodes ago when it was just getting started. It's continued to be great. I don't normally go for like cooking shows, but this one What's is the big uh, brunch. What is it? The big brunch on HBO Max is from me? Dan Levy, and oh, um, yeah, it's a it's a, a a brunch based cooking. You know, that's the theme. Is every episode yeah. we, we're gonna have a big brunch? Gonna brunch it up, and uh, it, it's a very positive. And uh, delightful, and just uh, has a very diverse cast with with all kinds of backgrounds and inspiration, and it's pretty cool. They're all uh, the prize. I think is three hundred thousand dollars to the winner. So um, I've got one episode left, I believe. Um, I'm down to the last three contestants, so. Yeah, I was all caught up into it tonight before uh, before we hopped on here, but it, it's really good. I like it. All right, let's shut her down. <laughs> a whimper, not a bang here. <laughs> I think we've run through everything. Uh, the uh, My freaking roof, roof uh, caused me a lot of trouble this week, so I just didn't have time to watch anything. Yeah, and we're... we do this. I'll it'll be a, the day I get a new roof. I had to call an Amish guy named Merlin. Merlin. Ooh, I like Merlin it. Merlin the Amish. Merlin the Amish guy. That's an anecdote you know that? waiting to happen. Yes. I, he, Book yeah, your calendar like, now for that anecdote. Yeah. Can he we said, get Can I... we get Merlin on the podcast? Uh, I don't know if he's allowed. I, I doubt it. He had, a, he had a phone and an iPad. <laughs> oh, so, well. <laughs> what, what kind of Amish is this? Exactly. Yeah, he's probably like, what's with that mic? That, that mic is a piece of junk there. You got Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I was like looking over his shoulder. He showed me on his iPad the uh, like different, you know, Google Maps, like places they've done. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I felt like I needed to like say, "Whoa, buddy, how do you know how to do this?" Yeah, don't anyway. wear buttons, but I've got Google Maps. <laughs> Are you sure you're Amish? That's weird, Allison. You should you should have asked him a trivia question. 
Like, yeah. what time is milking? I was just like, he's like, my name's Merlin. And I was like, there's a guy with a beard on my porch named Merlin. And he's going <laughs> to fix my roof 100%. I don't need another estimate. This is my guy. Yeah. Write a check. So, so that's happening, which I, I posted on Facebook. The, uh, when I went to put it on my calendar, it's the exact same date that I'm getting my se- my second shot for the shingles vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I put shing- I just put it up shingles twice. <laughs> you got to double down on the shingles. Not, I don't know if anybody else has ever done that yeah. on the same day. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Pretty, I'm actually a little excited about that. <laughs> All right, that ends it on a high note. I like that. That's good. But our, our schedule's a little off, uh, a little unlucky. Uh, as we're recording right now, the Oscars are this weekend, and there are one more episode of The Last of Us. So we will definitely cover that stuff when we can. But we didn't, well, you, you'll have seen the last, the last of Us before we get to talk about it, so... We will catch up on that when we see you next. Till then, my name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.